You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. I'm leaving people. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 937 The Ticket and The Ticketfm.com. Welcome into the crossover here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Like I said, you guys can get in contact with the show, 402-464-5685. Happy hour sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting. You can also get in contact with us over Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter on the Sarda Heyman Jewelers live video stream. We are joined by Eric Strickland. Stricky, how you doing? I, I'm doing absolutely great. I am, listen, I understand. I'm looking across at the Boxster. Instead but COVID. Of, instead of next uh, looking for Tricky Nikki, um, yeah. Nikki Nikki did a wonderful job. Him and Carter and the crew, everybody that that showed up down there. Listen, um, I can understand he needs uh, some time off. He really was going hard down there and and, and did a wonderful job in representing uh, 93.7 The Ticket for the uh, you know high school tournament. Both both uh, the men's and the women. So listen, I can understand why I'm sitting with you guys today. Yeah. As opposed to uh, Tricky Nikki being here. So sorry, I just I just saw a thing that uh, I'm trying to make sure it's real. Um, Is it official? I don't know. Finally, I mean, Aaron Rodgers being traded to the Jets per huh. Trey Wingo. Uh, he usually don't miss. He's not one of the ones. Hearing Rodgers to the Jets is done. History about to repeat itself between New York and Green Bay. Time is indeed a flat circle, he says. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think ultimately, uh, Rico, that was going to be an inevitable thing. Here's why. Because, I mean, the CEO of, of the Green Bay Packers just recently came out basically saying, I think he needs to go. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when you get to that point, I think, you know, I, I, I think um, uh, Aaron sometimes can be petty wop. Not Fetty Wap. <laughs> and so so I you think he can, you know, I think sometimes he'll do some things just to kind of spite you a little bit. Plus they, you know, they tried to, you know, do this a long time ago by, you know, getting some first round quarterback drafts in their mm-hmm. in their past. So Jordan Love. Yeah, he's gonna he's be the start maybe. I guess depending on what else happens around in free agency. Jordan Love, yeah. the starting quarterback for Green Bay week one. At least, pre, at least preseason week one. That's not again. I've, I've said it all along too. That's not. Uh, that's not a year. That's not a one year move. So they're not. Yeah. I, you know. You wonder where what kind of Green Bay's thinking moving forward. Even Aaron Rodgers wasn't a winning. Uh, didn't I mm-hmm. think they were six and ten his first. Year, what so. are they getting in return for Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. That's my question. Yeah, I. Because I, I, once we get out, that news, it's going to be really interesting. I, I want to shout out to Jimmy G. You know who is you know been on the. Biggest roller coaster ride, probably emotionally, <laughs> probably any quarterback out there, to exclude Baker Mayfield. Um, I, I, I gotta, I've gotta say, you know, I hope he does well in Raider country. You think so? I hope he you does. hope he does. Do you think I, he does? I hope he does, and I think he will. I, I, I think he'll look at it as an opportunity. I'm, I'm hoping he has a. It's tough though. Just, just, just the division he's in is, is tough right off top. I mean, you're looking at Herbert, and you're looking at. Uh, freaking the the King, the AFC, King Mahomes. The AFC is stacked. I don't know why he would want to go to an AFC team. Well, well I think prove it. Go ahead, Bob. Well, you know, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, uh, got Darren weapons. Waller, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. They've got some guys there. I just still – my problem is if I look from the outside is I just don't think Jimmy G is better than Derek Carr. So I think it's kind of strange – 
moving to from, move off of Derek Carr to get to Jimmy G. I thought that that move might have been made to go to it, go younger, maybe kind of reset the timeline. But um, were they in a place to get get there? You know, to yeah. they had weapons. So either you're either going to transfer weapons that you have in in stock. I think the way that they're looking at it, right? Just just it, just let me just I, I hear what yeah. you're saying. Just let me throw this back at you. What he was able to do with the weapons he had at Green Bay by just being a solid quarterback. They could be envisioning maybe mm, that yeah. aspect of it, right? Like, we don't need you to do anything special. We don't need you to be super great. We just need you to be solid. Yeah. And with the weapons that they feel that they have, you're not going to get him at an overexpensive price. So now you can still go on your defensive side and spend some cash and get some guys because obviously they missed on their, their draft picks on the, on the defensive side and you're still missing on the Henry Rugg situation. So you've been yeah. missing. Mm-hmm. So now you just got to find a way to just be solid. And, and I agree with you. I think Derek Carr, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened with the Derek Carr situation, but I just, I, I can look at it from that standpoint. Let's just get somebody solid. How can we get younger? We get younger only by giving up resources, so we'd have to give up probably yeah. a couple of those yeah. guys and some other stuff to get up there to get really who they would want to get. Now, I didn't think about this until right now, but Jimmy G going to Las Vegas means he's reuniting with his offensive coordinator when he was in New England in Josh McDaniels. So that's going to be one less you know tricky situation that McDaniels and Garoppolo are going to have to go through because they understand each other's terminology mm-hmm. already. Or you know maybe it's going to take a little bit just to, to get reintegrated to it because he's been away for so long. But that's going to be another you know little relationship right there that they can build upon. And if McDaniels can prove that he's any type of head coach material, uh, you've already seen that Jimmy G is able to be the quarterback of a Super Bowl contender. Uh, not a Super Bowl winner, but a right. Super Bowl contender uh, with San Francisco. So you've got, I don't know about the same amount, but you've got some pretty solid weapons that are comparable to what you had in San Francisco. If you want to compare your tight end, your running back, uh, and one of your wide receivers, like in terms of, of, of weaponry, you're pretty close to what you had in San Francisco. Although I would right. say that Devontae Adams is an upgrade from a, from a who, who is it? Oh, a Debo over Debo. there. Debo. I would say I would and, say uh, he's an upgrade from Debo. What Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also want to ask you this. I know this is uh, jumping sports, but there's a lot going on right now. Did you ever player get to know Damon Stoudemire at all? He's uh, taking young, over young Georgia. Damon Stoudemire, left-handed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he's getting he's taking over at Georgia Tech as I think tonight will be his last game with the Celtics, where he's been a, an assistant coach and, and I like expected it. to be introduced to Georgia Tech. Oh, yeah. So so there's there's. Here, here's the way that I would speak about Damon. There's, there's two players that I just hated guarding, and it's because they didn't have any patterns to their game, <laughs> and that was Nick Van Exel and Damon Stoudemire. Mm. I don't know if it's because they're both lefties, but whatever the case may be, they were two of the toughest people for me I felt to guard because you just didn't know where the heck they were going yeah. <laughs> with the stuff that they did. But they used to call him Mighty Mouse, and, and he was. He was mm. just he was a bundle of you know, not joy. He was a bundle of difficulty to handle because he was just quick, tiny, uh, shifty, no pattern, and he could stroke it, and he can give you all the work that he wanted. He was very creative at the basket. Now, I'd like to see how he does as a coach. I I hadn't got a chance to see that yet, but, hey, great place for him to land. Georgia Tech down program as of late, probably looking for a good spark. I'm hoping he can get it turned around. 
Hate my boy came up short, though, a couple days ago. They got themselves to the semifinals. Ended up losing to Texas A&M. Jerry Stackhouse, I yeah. think he's a tremendous coach mm-hmm. in what he's been able to do at Vanderbilt. So it's good to see some of you know the older the guys that have kind of come through the system. Uh, going back to the college ranks and, and getting it done. I mean, you know, they get most of them got their start in the NBA ranks. You uh, you know, he was up in Toronto coaching for the uh, the Toronto Raptors uh, organization. I can't remember the name nine nine one seven or something. Their uh, Raptors team. Mm-hmm. And he ends up going over to Vanderbilt, oh, yeah. and doing a tremendous job. So I'm 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 happy to see some of those guys. G there. League to college route seems seems pretty successful. Was, so was far. your draft class of the year before? Uh, he might have been the year. Or after, so I was looking at it. it looked like he, was he wasn't in ours. Ninety six rookie of the year, but that would have been the ninety five draft, I believe. So then, yeah, he was a year before me then. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm interested to see what he does at Georgia Tech was too. It, it, was it yeah, 95, he was 96? he was drafted in ninety five because ninety five ninety six was his first year. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, and he played at Arizona, so I don't know what his uh, tie is to Georgia Tech. Similar maybe to like Stackhouse and Vanderbilt. The no tie, just hey, that's just a good, that's hey, a good yeah, basketball. For, mm-hmm. Former NBA player uh, uh, doing a really good job coaching the coaching ranks so far. Let's give him a chance. Yeah. Let's see see what happens. Um, can't get worse, right? No. Well, maybe. <laughs> Patrick Ewing at Georgetown, unfortunately. I mean, yeah, good yeah. gosh. Unfortunately. I, I felt big for the big one. Um I hope he gets – I hope he, <sighs> he falls somewhere as an assistant or something and, and can get He's whatever – because they went – they were pretty good his first year, and then crap just hit the ceiling fan and just nothing went right everywhere. for him. Yeah. Well, you got to wonder, though, too, like – He didn't win a single be... conference game last year. No. And he, he won, won two, two this year. this year. You wonder though if it does you know is he you wonder how much he loves coaching because that might have been like the goal right the mm-hmm. goal was to get to Georgetown to be their coach and I know he spent years in the NBA so maybe his ultimate goal is to to be an NBA head coach but that seems like a long shot at this point so I don't know if he's gonna I, I would wonder if he wants to land somewhere mm-hmm. or just kind of say that's what I wanted to do I wanted to be Georgetown's head coach it didn't work out but I did it and maybe I can move on to retirement so so here's the thing I think. And this is only speculation. I don't know. This is a this is just speculation. I know Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing's demeanor is very monotone, ease, low key, chill. That's good in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about dealing with young men, you know, you you, you got to have some energy, some identification, some, you know, the ability to, you know identify with them get in with them for them to feel you to understand you you know chop it up with them you kind of got to be a little bit different and something yeah you still got to be coach but but his 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 demeanor may not necessarily be good for that right because in order to land the kids in order to there's a lot of different coddling a lot of different you know rapport you've got to establish with guys and he's just kind of yeah, yeah, you know, how you doing? Yeah. You know, he's kind of shackish without the shack mm. type. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, I, I think that. that's hard. And, and especially then you've got you've got enrollment issues, unfortunately, that hasn't really changed at Georgetown that you still have to deal with. Um, it's not easy to get entrance into Georgetown still. Yeah. And so some of the ways that you probably was able to do it before, now you're dealing with NIL. Yes, Georgetown does have some paper. That's one thing they do, but – you know, it's still those dynamics that unfortunately kind of keep some of those kids out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, jumping sports, Ian Rappaport uh, reporting that the NFL Network, reporting on the NFL Network that's saying nothing has happened as of now between Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. <laughs> so, <laughs> contrary to the reports, 
a couple minutes ago. That could be some just behind the scenes. Aaron Rodgers not going anywhere just yet. Yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love this this time of the season, right? <laughs> That's right. Everything's happening, and also nothing is happening. Right, that part. It's a fun time in the NFL right now. <laughs> uh, you want to hit that out music? We got about a minute left. Um, what 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 are we getting into? I think on, I think on we're going I think we're gonna talk a little bit about the um, the Kendrick per- Perkins MVP uh, debates and really dig into the to the Joker a little bit and get some understanding on that. Uh, we'll have a couple of guests. Uh, I think we're going to definitely have Munson still waiting here back on Cluster. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, Bellevue West and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Doug Woodard. Doug Woodard. Shout out to him and his uh, history in retirement. We'll talk about the Knicks being back. They're definitely back now. Uh, 230 burgers. The Lakers. 230 burgers and a win against the Lakers without Jalen Brunson. Love it. Yeah. It's, it's going to sure happen. you do love it. It's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to win in the first round, and, every, and I'm going to be ecstatic. I, you, nobody can tell me anything <laughs> once that happens. But that's going to do it for the water cooler and the happy hour. Me and Bach will be at it again tomorrow. Thank you all for listening on the block with me and Stricky up next on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs>